You're listening to Paws, Claws and Wet Noses, the vet podcast celebrating all creatures great and small and the fantabulous professionals who look after them all. Paws, Claws and Wet Noses is powered by Vet Staff, the leading veterinary recruitment agency helping vets and nurses find jobs and clinics where they're excited about going to work on Monday mornings vetstaff.co.nz. Welcome to episode 97. I am your show host, Julie South. Today, we're going to look at a critical component. In fact, it's the last step of the recruitment process and the very first step of staff engagement, employee engagement. And what it does is it helps clinics increase. When you've got this in place in your clinic, you will increase your staff retention rates by 82%, which is massive, absolutely massive. And what it does is it reinforces the decision that your new start, your new hire, your new vet, your new nurse has made the right decision in their head, the right decision to accept your clinic's job offer. We've also got an update on the Love Your Vet Nurse competition Vet Staff is running in honour of Vet Nurse Awareness Week 2022. There's been yet another change in the leaderboard, so stay to the end to hear which clinic is now number one. On to, let's find out how to increase your staff retention by 82%. As I said, that's huge. It's huge, it's huge. It's the last step in the recruitment process and the first step in employee engagement. Here at Vet Staff, we can help clinics with this last step, but we can only do so much. The rest is up to them because then it becomes part of employee engagement. And the whole heading that I'm talking about right now is onboarding. Onboarding is what great employers do. People first employers. If you want to be a people first vet clinic, come to us and we'll help you. And it ensures that their new employees know, as I said before, that they made the right decision to accept your clinic's offer of employment. It's actually not rocket science. If you respect and get that the relationships we have at work are as equally important as the relationships we have in our non-work lives, then it makes sense to start things off with your new team member on the right foot. Can you remember the first dates that you had with your significant other? I know that I can. The first date definitely made me want to have a second date and the second date made me want to made me more inclined to have the third date and so on that's how it should be with you with your new employees as well the experiences new employees have in their first week or longer than their first week going forward should make them feel special valued and important but it's the first week And the first month where it all starts. That's what we're looking at today. From some of the conversations we have with amazing vets and nurses, 
we have found out actually that there aren't many clinics that do anything special to make the new hire feel welcome. And that's why they're looking for another job. That's why they come to us. It's almost at clinic level, it's almost like there's a huge sense of relief. It's like, a yay, we've got a new vet or a new nurse. And then all they want to do is get down to business, which is understandable that you want to get on with things. And yes, I get that it takes effort, but the return on that investment of energy and maybe some dollars is huge. Research by Brandon Hall Group found that organisations with a strong onboarding process improve new hire retention by 82% and productivity by over 70%. I'll put the links to this research for you at vetstaff.co.nz. So you can go read it there. Here are six components for you to implement in your clinic to achieve great onboarding. Back in 2010, Dr. Taylor Bauer wrote a professional practices academic research paper for the Society of Human Resources Management. Back then, she designed the four C's of onboarding. That grew into the five C's until it's where it's at today, which is the six C's of onboarding. I'll put Dr. Dr. Bauer's white paper at vetstuff.co.nz. Check out the news and media page and you can read it if you are so inclined. It is a 54-page document. It's called Onboarding New Employees Maximizing Success. Dr. Bauer's six C's of employee onboarding are compliance, clarification, confidence, connection, culture, and checkback. Each C is one very essential cog in the wheel. That's your new employee onboarding and beginning of employee engagement process. However many cogs you decide that you haven't got time for or you consider aren't really worth investing in, is the same degree to which you'll have a much bigger problem with staff retention than the clinic down the road that does all of these steps. Number one, the first C, compliance. This is all about housekeeping. And interestingly, this is what many clinics think that, or many employers, not just vet clinics, they think that this is what onboarding is all about. It's about the forms, the paperwork, the compliance stuff. And it's the stuff that keeps the different people in different departments at your clinic happy. It refers to the mandatory onboarding tasks needed for all new employees, regardless of their job title. It ticks off the HR and payroll information, insurance, security, for example, access to the building after hours, IT, that means that your new recruit has got their own PMS login and email address and every other IT thing that they need today. You've given them their name badges and their scrubs and you've kind of said, here's your gear, get on with it. In my experience, most clinics think that that is all onboarding is and this is just the stuff that needs to be done. Onboarding is so much more than this. My professional recommendation is that you complete as much of the paperwork as you can before your new employee starts. 
And this serves two purposes. The first is that they can see that you're still thinking of them. In that gap, sometimes that gap is 12 weeks or longer, in that gap between when they accept your offer of employment and when they start. So it lets them know that you're still thinking of them. And then the second one is that it gives you more time on the first day, the day that they start, to start building those really important and critical connections, those human connections. If you do have to complete the compliance aspect of onboarding on your new start's first day, please, 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 please make the most of the time this takes to form those connections. Don't just throw them into a corner and say, here, here's the form, sit over there and let me know when you're finished. That's not what it's about. You need to let them meet and greet the team first. Take them on a tour of the clinic. Give them their scrubs nicely and their name badge. Make a big deal of it. And show them where to find the toilets in the lunchroom. Especially introduce them to their manager, to your lead vet and your head nurse. These are important things to do. After the morning tea break, which your clinic is going to have, isn't it? The correct answer to that is yes, Julie. After morning tea break, when they've had, the new starts had the opportunity to meet more of your team en masse, then you can focus on the paperwork. And if you have to, because if you have to focus on the paperwork, because you couldn't do it before they started, as an aside, something to keep in mind. If you've used a recruitment agency like VetStaff, it's really important that you take onboarding seriously. We've given them, we've given the new staff member a great experience. We've talked up your clinic. We've told them how great it is. And you've reinforced that when you had the interviews with them. Now, that means that you've invested hiring dollars into them. You want to make sure that your newest hire stays as long as possible with you. So please do this. C number two is clarification. And it refers to how well new hires understand their roles and performance expectations. This might sound like something obvious and therefore you don't think you need to clarify that people know what they've been hired to do but I think you'd be surprised. We know there are vets and vet nurses who have been hired into newly created jobs in clinics only to discover no one really knows what they're meant to be doing, who they're meant to be reporting to, or even what the expectations of the position are. How confusing do you think that is? How special do you think you would be if you had one of those jobs? Please don't be that clinic. If you want to have high employee engagement, then make sure your people know what they're meant to be doing. And that means that you need to check in with them regularly, not just through the onboarding process. In the first week or the first day for vets and nurses, you need to talk about what your clinic's protocols are, what your work processes are, work expectations for lots of things. And one of those things will be your expectations for, say, a hit by car. Your frontline staff needs to know how you deal with things like this, events like this. Make sure your newest team members understand what your clinic's protocols are on the first day. 
You want to create and take opportunities to reinforce that your new hire made the right decision in accepting your clinic's job offer. And onboarding is all part of that. You want to reinforce their confidence in their decision making. Which lead us to Bauer's next C, which is building new employee confidence. It relates to your clinic's vets and nurses' feelings about having the confidence in doing their job well and the competence to take on new responsibilities, procedures, after hours, etc. All those little things. You want confidence. You want to build people up. And this is all part of your clinic's culture. Where your team feels it's okay, and okay means safe, that they're not going to get gunned down, ridiculed or laughed at for asking dumb questions. Think about how you felt on your first day when you started at your current job. You didn't know anyone. And that means that in turn, you didn't know you yourself in that context. So everything is new and every question could feel like a dumb question. So you need to allay that fear. You need to have your team feeling confident. The more inner confidence your team has, each person individually, the more likely they're going to feel good about their team members and this flows back to reinforcing their confidence of choosing your place, your clinic as a place to work. Research conducted by Dan Cable, who was then the Professor of Organisational Behaviour at London Business School, and his colleagues found that when onboarding programmes focus on the new employees' value and encourages them to share themselves at work, it immediately increases performance and retention. Here's a short excerpt of an address that he gave at the London Business School. I will put the full clip at Vetstaff for you to watch if you want. I've cut and spliced here, taken out the unnecessary stuff to give you a couple of minutes. So the full presentation was 10 minutes long. What I want to do is tell you about these two different ways that you might go about onboarding or socializing or welcoming. I don't really care what you call it, but it's sort of what you do with them the first couple of weeks. One option is that first day when they arrive, you could tell them all about the values of the organization and what you stand for. And that is the way that most organizations go about doing this. And that's called enculturation. And it's a way to help them ease into the way we do things around here and give them a packaged way of viewing the world and understanding behavior and predicting policies and so on. It's really normal and really good organizations have very structured ways of sending out messaging about who we are and what are our values. Another very counterintuitive way to do this, which I have not yet found a firm doing, is to instead ask the opposite question, which is, who are you when you're at your very best? So you literally, as an employer, would ask the new person, when you feel most alive, what are you doing? And when you're operating at your peak, what does that look like? So we developed a study to test this. We got into this company called Wipro, and it's a company in India. What I want us to do um, is say, in this company, if we created 
uh, random assignment into these conditions. We looked at about 350 new hires. Half of them we put into, let's really tell them what Wipro is all about and what are its core values. And half of them, randomly, we put into this one and saying, who are you when you're at your really best, at your, at, when you're most alive? And then the next step after uh, introducing those two ideas is we let them meet their new teams for the first time. And they either introduce themselves as who I am when I'm at my very best, we'll call that option A, versus option B is how my values and Wipro's values are aligned which would tend to kind of help them think about fitting in to the culture. Cable's research showed that asking a new hire to share more of who they were on day one halved churn employee turnover. That's huge. That's just from one simple question. So imagine combining that one simple question with a whole onboarding process and the beginning of your employee engagement. Imagine what that's going to do to how wonderful your clinic will be. And what uh, that question, getting back to Dan Cable, that question, the test group who were asked, what are you like when you're at your best, stayed, those people stayed twice as long in the company as the test group who were told what the company's values were. So as I said, if you want to watch the whole clip, the whole 10 minute, go to fetstaff.co.nz and it's there. The next C is connection and refers to how accepted and valued new hires feel. When new employees feel connected to their colleagues, that's you, and are recognized at work, they feel safe. We want safe. When new hires feel connected and secure, they ask questions, which is good, and try new things, which is equally good. As well as feeling more secure at work, when employees feel connected, they're more engaged. They're more engaged with their team members, the role they play in the clinic, and they have a greater sense of appreciation. I keep harping on about this, but the first couple of weeks are so important because you want your new hires to know that they made the right decision to join your clinic. This is what onboarding is about. It's about laying the foundation for a very long-term and mutually rewarding professional relationship, and it pays dividends when you get it right. The leadership organization Gallup consistently finds that having a close friend at work, which is one of Gallup's Q12 questions, is related to a 50% boost in job satisfaction and that those employees with a best friend at work were seven times more likely to engage with their work fully. How cool is that? And it's just respecting people, putting people first. Think about what it's, I said this before, think about what it's like when you start a new job. You know, everybody knows everyone else except you. So you want to make it nice for people. This is why onboarding is important. You want to make people feel like they've always been on your team forever. And yes, it does take energy and it does take effort. It's like having a successful marriage or other meaningful relationship. So too is onboarding. Your clinic's shared culture, next C, is organic, and it's a constantly evolving thing. 
Culture refers to how well your new hires understand your clinic's norms, values, stories, and even symbols. Sharing stories about the backstory of your clinic is one way to help a new hire understand and get your clinic's culture. Emphasizing your clinic's values and mission is another way. You can do this by inviting by inviting other employees to share their stories that reinforce to them your clinic's way of doing things that support your values and mission. This is a great way to demonstrate and to help reinforce to everyone what matters within your clinic, what you stand for and why. Do this right at the beginning in the first week of a new hire starting. What this also supports is reinforcement in your other team members that they're working at the right clinic doing the right job for them. And finally, the last C, the sixth C, you need to make sure you're checking in and checking back to get feedback. After someone has been with you for about a month and while their their first couple of weeks is still fresh in their minds, ask them what it was like from their side. What would they change? What was joining your team like? What would they change? What did they like? What was helpful? What was unhelpful? And what could be done different? The only way to know if your onboarding program is working if your if the first step of your employee engagement is working is to ask those who are experiencing it firsthand remember also to include your new employees managers in this is the lead vet and the head nurse in your checkback because they'll be hearing things that you won't and or what other people might not tell you about how well it works or how it sucks please keep in mind And if somebody says onboarding, what onboarding? That's a major flag. Please keep in mind that onboarding is fluid. Your program should be involving with all with time. And the sole purpose is to reinforce the new employee's decision that yes, your clinic is the best place to work. And you're looking forward, they are looking forward and you will be too by default to Monday mornings again. In time, you'll be able to measure the success of your onboarding program because you should, if you're a people-first clinic, notice a reduction in churn in staff turnover. If you want to know more about people-first clinics, please get in touch with me, julie at vetstaff.co.nz. I hope you found that interesting and helpful. If you'd like to know more, Or if you don't have the time to do all of the stuff that's required to onboard, please sing out. This is something we can help you with if you'd like. It's another value-add service like exit interviews that we offer our client clinics. Okay, that was how to improve increase your employee retention by 82%. Now what we're going to do is talk about the Love Your Vet Nurse competition. I said there was a change in the leaderboard. The entries are still rolling in thick and fast and it is great to see. It's really exciting to see and it looks like those clinics that have got everybody on their team already entered are now going out to their clients and what we're seeing on Facebook is the clients are enjoying this as much as the, the team members are. So please spread the word. 
Remember, there is an option for your clients to join in the fun. The clinic that's the most loved up by clients is going to be receiving a prize from us. So keep asking them to play. Go to vetstaff.co.nz and it's on the surveys and comps page. In third place, we have Living in Horofenua Vets. Huge congratulations, team. Well done. In second place, Te Araha Veterinary Services. Great stuff, team. And finally, in first place, this is where there's been a change. Well, there's been a change all around. In first place, Hamilton Small Animal Vet Centre. To enter, either visit our Facebook page, vetstuff.nz, it's pinned to the top, or visit vetstuff.co.nz and click on the comps and service page. It's right there. Excellent luck. We are having so much fun here with this. The team is enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. And it looks like everybody else is enjoying it too. This is Julie South signing off and inviting you to go out there and be the most fantabulous version of of you, you can be. Kia kaha, kakiti ano, God bless. Paws, claws, and wet noses is sponsored by Vet Staff. If you've never heard of Vet Staff, it's New Zealand's only full-service recruitment agency, 100% dedicated to the veterinary sector. Vet Staff has been around since 2015 and works nationwide, from Cape Reinga to the Bluff and everywhere in between. As well as helping Kiwis, vet staff also helps overseas qualified veterinarians find work in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Vetstaff.co.nz